gang it's john thank you for listening to our latest edition of promo mode and we are so honored to have back on the show jack hughes of wang chung now today may 31st wang chung are releasing their new album orchisography yes that's a big word orchisography you may already know this because the clip of this song right here dance hall days kind of went viral it is orchestral versions of a lot of their biggest hits and some of their deepest tracks now look here's my opinion on this this album is great and these songs are great we all know that i don't know that people are playing everybody have fun tonight on repeat unless they're already kind of at a party or at a dance or something like that and because that song is so huge sometimes the the quality of the songwriting and of the musicianship in these hits gets lost a little bit you forgot about them because of this other song that's so ubiquitous well the beauty of this album is that these classical versions of these songs reframe them they breathe new life into them they make them more inherently valuable because you see and you hear what was great about them in the first place so i think this album is really special and i hope you guys do too uh we also talk in here about a recent sort of collaboration he did with a uh british rock slash jazz fusion band called sid arthur that's not a person that's the name of the band they did this 22 minute long version of a beck song called nobody's fault but my own and you can buy that song for $1.29 on iTunes or whatever else it is that you do. And later this year and early next year, Wang Chung is going to be re-releasing their original albums. In fact, Jack has agreed to come on and at that time and do a deep dive of Mosaic with us. So they have a lot going on right now. And we are so grateful and honored that Jack took the time to talk to us. These promo modes are short and sweet. We just get in and out, talk about what's going on, uh, get into the nuts and bolts of how the recording came about, the creative process, and uh, we've already told their definitive story. If you want to go back to last year, we had a great conversation with Jack then. I encourage anyone who has not heard that to go check it out because it's wonderful. So anyway, I hope you enjoy this, and I hope more than anything that you will check out Orchisography and you will give it a chance with an open mind because it is beautiful, okay? Here's Jack. One of the things that I noticed when this was all, so about a, about a month ago, that video started to come out of you guys performing with the orchestra dance hall. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it, it felt for me as it, like it kind of went viral a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah. And, uh, I have no idea what that feels like, but, uh, <laughs> but let's hope you're right. <laughs> well, it reminded me of, I think it was a couple of years ago, AHA did a, an acoustic version of Take On Me, and they okay. the, the video of that really kind of 
took off and suddenly a band like aha is being sort of recontextualized like yeah. wow there's more there's more depth here than maybe we thought or th- th- we know the two songs and maybe there's more i kind of yeah. felt like wang chung was maybe happy having a similar kind of renaissance in the moment are yeah. you feeling well, any I, of I that or am that's i that's the case yeah. yeah yeah no you know i was uh you know i i live just outside of london actually but i was in london at the weekend with my daughter and we i met her in this coffee bar and dance all days like the original version just came on the radio whatever they have it's not a radio is it it's like some feed of, of music you know and which hasn't happened for years you know and then I, uh-huh. we went to another place for lunch and exactly the same thing happened no you know? way she was kind of like she was very impressed <laughs> so, oh, that's great. so so yeah so i hope that it it does mean that the band is kind of moving in into focus you know for, yeah. for uh, perhaps another 15 minutes you know? <laughs> <laughs> well look i've been listening to the album non-stop and i love it i really oh, do great. and i have a lot of thoughts and opinions about it that i'm going to share with you but tell us first great how did this even where did the idea come from who played what happened we're fortunate in that uh, you know, ideas tend to sort of come out of the blue. And uh, in this case, we were approached by a guy called John Bryan, who has a oh. label called August Day. Is this yes. the producer, John Bryan? Like no, it's not Apple actually. No, and all that? no, oh. no, it's not. It's, it's, it's an English guy. You know? oh. And so he has done albums uh, recently. He did one with the Flock of Seagulls and he mm. did one with uh, Rick Springfield as well. You know? Yes. And um, so he approached us and said, would we be interested in doing two or three tracks? And we kind of said, maybe, but what about a whole album? (laughs) (laughs) And at first, I think he was a little bit kind of, well, what does that mean with Wang Chung? But Mm -hmm. once we got talking and he was sort of listening to things, he suggested some quite uh, obscure tracks, actually. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think what we have with this orchestral album is, uh, you know, the hits, which obviously we wanted to do he wanted to have the hits in in orchestral versions you know so that's dance all days fun tonight and let's go but we've also done uh, a totally orchestral version of to live and die in la Mm -hmm. and uh, space junk as well um, Mm -hmm. although that has drums on it but we've tried to really approach the project where as far as possible we give the focus to the orchestra and the vocals and try not to sort of beef everything up with drums and and synthesizers and stuff like that you know so um, trying to make it a proper orchestral project that's what I, when I was listening, it was, uh, there were a couple of times I was thinking, I, I might almost like these versions better than the really? original. And I was trying okay. to think, was am I feeling that way? Because I've heard these songs so many times that hearing them in this new light uh, brings out strengths in them that maybe either weren't obvious before or, you know, deserve to be focused on. I Maybe I've just heard them so many times I wanted something new. Whatever it is, yeah. it was such a fresh beautiful take especially on like uh hypnotize me is one of my favorite songs of yours and that's my favorite ver- i love the version that's on this new album it's so Great. nice well that's well wonderful you know yeah. hypnotize me again is a, a track that we've you know uh not really played live and yeah. stuff like that and so uh but um you know i re-sang it for this uh version because uh we're actually doing it in a slightly lower key <laughs> for sort of age-related reasons and uh but but it was kind of nice to reapproach singing it and uh and i redid the vocals on a lot of the tracks actually and that was nice i think my voice has sort of a, some maturity these yeah. days you know there are certain things i can't do but there's probably some things i do better now you know so yeah uh so that's uh, yeah. that's been a good experience yeah. um i was going to ask is everything that i'm hearing is it all 
newly recorded or are there any sort of original tracks playing even underneath or some kind of drum track um, no no i mean we we did sort of a, a remake of uh, let's go uh -huh. about 10 years ago something like that and we're using the sort of remakes uh, vocal mm. on that mm. you know and principally again because it's just uh, you know bits of it are just so high for my range these days right. but uh, apart from that i think everything has been uh, resung um, okay I, th I think maybe the middle eight of everybody of fun tonight we lifted out of the remake as well, <laughs> right. actually, just to get those high notes uh, <laughs> but everything else is, uh, is new vocals yeah, yeah. those high yeah. notes you probably hit them once on a good day and that's uh, well that might be it right one of my enduring memories of the of the 80s uh, yeah. was you know having recorded everybody have fun tonight you know obviously in the studio especially in those days you did everything in sections and layer by layer you know uh -huh. so i'd never actually sung that song live before really and the first time i did it was on the joan rivers show in front of sort of like 40 million people or something <laughs> you know? and it was so nerve-wracking and i was we were sort of performing to track, you know, so it was uh -huh. only my vocal that was live. So everyone else was completely relaxed and just kind of <laughs> having a kind of party, do you know what I mean? And I was just freaking out about that note in that song, you know, <laughs> which I did nail. <laughs> so oh, that was that's good. Good. <laughs> good for you. Oh, that's but, great. Um, but I, I do. Uh, like that. Okay. <laughs> Do we recall that? Yeah. yeah. So I don't even I don't even know because I have the uh, you know I got the files, but I don't have all the information on the album or anything. Okay. What uh, right. what orchestra even performed all of this with you? Well, obviously they they're out in Prague. You know, oh, okay. uh, the, the the thing is, you know, to record an orchestra in London, you know, costs an absolute fortune. So, you know, Spielberg movies and stuff still get done at. Uh, the London studios, I think, but a lot of movie scores get done out in Prague because the musicians are just cheaper, okay. <laughs> basically, and they're damn good as yeah. well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that was the thinking, and uh, John has a, a contact out in Prague who's like a sort of fixer, an English guy, mm -hmm. you know, who's worked out there for years, and he gets the band together, as it were, you know. And we went out there. It was uh, a few weeks before Christmas, so it's just a day in the studio with the orchestra, you know. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, there's a lot of prep working with an arranger and using samples to sort of mock up how it's kind of going to sound. You know? okay. um, but essentially, you know, you go into the studio, the music gets put in front of the musicians, they're playing to a click track, you know, really? uh, and they play it like one take <laughs> done. Really? Next track, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's intense, you know, and their first takes were amazing. You know, these guys are literally just sight reading off the page, you know, but that's their job, you know, that's yeah. what they're used to doing. So it was uh, exciting, you know, and uh, I mean, I've been interested in orchestral music and sort yeah. of classical music since my 20s, you know, and yeah. uh, so it's a real thrill to be uh, in the room with them and um, and just working with them. You know, that's it was great. amazing. Um, yeah. I was going to bring it up later, but it came up now, so I'll do it now. So you and... You, uh -huh. uh, collaborated with a band called Sid Arthur and oh, yeah. put out a, I don't know if it's a single, but it seems to be a single song yes. called Nobody's Fault But My Own. That's and it. That's it, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah, uh, we did that uh, back in March. I think we put this recording out. And um, <clears throat> essentially I have a, uh, you know, I live in a, a town called Canterbury in the UK, which is about sort of 65 miles southeast of London, I guess, you know. Okay. And uh, Canterbury, I don't know whether your listeners know, you know, is famous for a kind of a whole sort of a genre of, of bands, you know, that especially mm. in the mid 60s through to the mid 70s, uh, bands like Soft Machine and Caravan, oh, sure. yeah. Hatfield and North, uh, Gong even, they all have this sort of um, 
geographical relationship with Canterbury, and they all share certain things in in common in terms of the way they approach a, a sort of mixture of prog rock and jazz. Mm. I suppose you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I've been living in Canterbury, I've been working with some musicians and uh, created a sort of jazz project for want of a better word for it you know yeah uh, but back in 2012 I, I knew these guys from before anyway but there is a, a young band called Siddhartha mm-hmm. and uh, we had this project where we took my sort of jazz quartet and uh, Siddhartha and played together you know the two bands mm-hmm. so we had two drummers two bass players you know uh, and did a performance of this song by Beck called Nobody's Fault But My Own you know Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a, it was for a festival in Canterbury, and it it was a great experience, you know. So we recorded it back in 2012, and then subsequent to that, Sid Arthur kind of took off really, and they got signed in LA mm-hmm. to Universal, and they put out a couple of albums, and they've had that whole kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now they're back in Canterbury, and uh, so Joel and I got together, and uh, sort of said, well, we should release this this recording. So that's yeah. kind of what we did, you know. Yeah. So we re- pressed up some vinyl. Uh, it's just like I think we pressed up 500 copies and it's just a single side of vinyl so it's a really quirky little thing wow. you know? huh. but it is this sort of 22 minute improvisation yeah. on the first two or three phrases of the song you know which is in the tradition of some stuff that miles davis was doing back yeah. in the early 70s you know so it's in that sort of vein you know it's a bit miles it's a bit proggy but people love it you know yeah. it's, and it seems to have a sort of resonance in the contemporary world you know so, yes uh, yeah yeah i loved it so anyone who's listening Great. it's a dollar ninety a dollar 29 for a 22 minute beautiful song it reminds me a little bit of a cross i was trying to think reminds me a little bit of a cross between um gorecki the uh uh-huh. you know what i'm talking about symphony yeah Number the Three. third symphony yes. yeah 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 between that and the sort of end of talk talk that post-rock jazzy yeah. fusion thing they were doing at the near the end of their career yeah this song well, reminds me of something in the you... middle yeah, you, those are really good references, you know, yeah, because uh, uh, earlier on, in, uh, like a, about six weeks ago, we did a little, I can hardly call it a tour, but we played down in Bristol in the UK right. and then in London and here in Canterbury. And we recorded the Canterbury gig and it's it sounds great. I'm, really? I was really surprised at how good it sounds. Nice. But one of the tunes we do in the gig uh, is a Talk Talk song from their really? last album, Laughing Stock. Yeah. <laughs> And because um, I was, you know, very into those records and into Mark yes, Holzer's work, and uh, you know, and obviously an untimely passing for yeah, him. You know, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really glad that we uh, recorded these gigs because uh, it's a, a version of Merman, and uh, and I think Ooh. we we kind of get something quite interesting going out of it. So. Good. And it's this thing of working with younger sort of rock musicians and then yeah. uh, guys who are really like jazz musicians, you know, sort of trained jazz musicians, you know, and it's a, and it's a really exciting mix. So, uh, so we want to put that out kind of a bit later in the year, you know, and um, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I love it. And Sid Arthur, I haven't kept total tabs on them, but they put out an album about five years ago that I loved. I remember it being in my top 10 favorite albums of that year. Great. And great. so I, it was a really, I just thought, wow, Jack and Sid Arthur, that's great. Yeah. Two things I love yeah. coming together. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Well, that's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, they are really talented, you know, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and they they were sort of grew up in Canterbury and went to school here and stuff. So they're really steeped in this whole Good. Canterbury sound thing, cool. you know, know much more about it than I do. Cool. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but they're, they're great guys, really talented. You know, Good. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, orchisography. Am I saying it yeah. right? Okay, orchestography. Very good. Very good. Now, how yeah. involved with were you? Were you the one kind of 
making doing the arrangements for these songs no. and everything no, no there was there was a guy called pete whitfield who's a sort of string player and a and has done arranging for years and years and years you know so he's the sort of safe pair of hands you know uh but nick and i did get quite involved uh in the in the arrangements you know and so for example to live and die in la you know the way that the we've scored the riff for like flutes and pianos that that was uh, very much from our thinking and the bass clarinet on space junk and mm-hmm. you know I, I was always trying to push it more into that sort of stravinsky slightly yeah. sort of modern kind of space you know yeah. uh, uh but pete of course writes beautifully for strings and really understands that whole language and uh, yeah. you know his scoring for to live and die in la in particular i think is really beautiful you know so uh, so he created a lot of it but we were kind of trying to add that little bit of uh, sort of lemon juice uh-huh. to the whole thing <laughs> i love that oh good so you recorded this whole this whole thing got recorded in a day it's essentially it did the uh the, the orchestral bit you know yeah, and, and yeah. so uh the vocals uh, we did separately i i did uh, a couple of those at home here but most of it i did in a little studio uh, just a few miles from my house and uh i think nick had a day with the producer just doing the bass parts and stuff and uh okay. and uh and also we did some guitars as well you know so yeah um, yeah okay yeah. um i want to ask you something i've always been curious about is it really cool. Uh, Nick singing that part in Let's Go where it's drop what you're doing and get on yeah, you existence. Job, you do it. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, out into space because I think it's in yeah. the video it's him and I always yeah. thought is that really Nick because he doesn't sing yeah. anything else no no that is him and okay. uh, on this version is much more prominent than, than yeah. it used to be you know because there was always this thing you know about him you know singing and the record company going no Jack's the singer and all this yeah. stuff you know so, so he gets to sort of shine in that department uh, which Good. is great you know which as uh, it should be you know? yeah. yeah he's got a yeah. nice kind of husky kind of voice he yeah should do a little more. he has yeah he should you know? yeah and, uh, okay. and i think he does do more you know when he's out on tour because you know yeah, he does these, uh, the gigs with uh cutting crew and so on you know yeah. he does a bit more singing and uh you know has the limelight to himself you true bustling <laughs> him off the stage all the time <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah i've seen them a couple of times on those 80s tours and they're going to come back through here in uh, August, I'm going to go again and see him again. Well, yeah. great. Well, have a good, have a great time. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to be per- able to kind of uh, recreate these in any kind of shows? Uh, well, there's talk of doing that. You know, I, I think ABC are out at the moment uh, Ooh, doing some nice. some gigs, you know, with orchestra. And we're sort of, uh, well, and Nick in particular knows their manager. And so there's talk of us maybe next year doing some orchestral stuff and you know it's very possible to do it in the sense that you know once you've got the parts Mm -hmm. like i say you just put it in front of the orchestra and they'll play it (laughs) you know so uh it's uh it's it's very doable you know obviously it's cost and you know selling tickets and all of that stuff to make it viable yeah but uh but i would love to do that it'll be a real thrill to try and do that yeah yeah but i think uh you know there's basically two more uh Wang Chung related things happening this year. One is the re-release of all of our back catalogue stuff and the first three albums are going to be coming out in September, I think. Nice. Uh, and then also I've done this solo album, which is now finished oh. and uh, going to be mastering that in July and I'm going to start putting that out sort of like uh, through the end of the year. Uh, I guess uh, sensible to release it physically early in the new year but um depending on what sort of interest it gets you know maybe yeah. maybe sooner but uh but i want to sort of get that 
pressed up as a, a double album because uh, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> and uh, and that's a sort of album that's, um, I guess, somewhere between my work with the quartet and Wang Chung, but it's very song oriented. It's all sort of song structures. And okay. uh, even though some of them go on for 10 minutes. And stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. First and foremost, I should say um, you thankfully, hopefully I can hold you to this. You agreed to come back and do a deep dive with us on Mosaic when the yeah. album gets yeah, released. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, me too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, great. And then secondly, uh, you talk about the <clears throat> the kind of 10 minute solo songs and stuff like that. When you are freed up to do what you want to do, which it feels like you've been, you know, there's it's not like there's a ton of Wang Chung material coming out, but there's a lot sure. of Jack Hughes projects out there. And yes. they all seem to be more jazzy or orchestral. And that, yeah. that seems very clearly where your heart is these days. And I wondered if yeah. the orchestography album is sort of a compromise, not a not a artistic compromise, but like this is a little bit of my past mixed with where I am today in a in a format that I'm comfortable with. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. You know, and uh, I, I think you know re reapproaching those old songs, you know, uh, yeah. from a from the perspective of experience and and you know when you're working with jazz musicians, it, they're it's very much about what they play in the moment live and the acoustic presence of their instruments, you know, which is very different from making pop records with electronic sounds, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so to that extent, I think, yeah, I'm very much into uh, the sort of live sound of things, you know. And certainly orchestrography afforded me, uh, yeah, to be able to sort of look at these songs in a fresh light and, mm-hmm. and extend them a little bit in certain respects. And uh, and certainly, as I've said before, to, to re-sing them and uh, engage with them on that level. But I think, you know, growing up as I did at the, you know, I was really aware of music in the sort of very late 60s through the, the, to the sort of late 70s, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, that was growing up with prog and bands like you know led zeppelin and mm-hmm. king crimson and mm-hmm. yes and genesis and uh i just that that those bands you know made a huge impression on mm-hmm. me and and they were very unfettered by considerations about three minute singles and True. all of that stuff and uh, you know live playing improvisation live albums you know was very much part of how you you know, perceive those bands, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so so that's something I, th- I think I'm still living out that fantasy, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but now it's thankfully becoming more of a reality, and I guess this modern world we live in, you know, where it's possible to make pretty damn good recordings, yeah. you know, and uh, put them out, and um, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, much broader than it used to be, you know, and uh, right. and there's people in the business who are real enthusiasts. In fact, I think most of the people left in the business are there because they love it primarily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so you get to work with people who are, are there for the best reasons. You know? Yeah. Well, good. Well, I really yeah. hope that this, uh, this album does what it should, which is, I think, to like I said, to kind of reintroduce a, a new depth uh, to Wang Chung, there's well, great, these are these yeah. songs that we know and we love, and you know everybody has fun. Have fun tonight is like a party jam. People don't, you don't stop and think about it. But when you have sure. to hear it orchestrally, you do. You recontextualize. Boy, there's more depth here than I realized. And so I yeah. hope that it it reimagines and reintroduces Wang Chung for a new in a new way. 
you know great yeah. well thank you john yeah and uh yeah i support your your sense of it you know, it's, <laughs> great, <and> I, <laughs> it's, it's great that you see it that way you know? i do because i think when nick and i did it you know there's always that sense of people going like yeah it's okay but you know we prefer the originals you know no. but i'm really getting from online and stuff and from you you know that uh this, this these new versions are you know as good to sit alongside yes. if not better than the yes. original so so great you know? it's so fresh you know, yeah. it's just, I've heard these, I love these songs, but I've heard them a million times. And now to hear yes. them in a new way that brings out a new life. I love it. It's so good. Great. So amazing. amazing. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for chatting with me, Jack. All right. There he is. Jack Hughes. We're so grateful that he talks to us. Look, I want to close it out with, as I mentioned in here, probably my favorite song off the album. It's hypnotized me. I'm biased because I already really love this song. It's probably my favorite of theirs, but I just think this new version adds a layer of kind of freshness and depth that, that, you know, you, you don't hear anymore after hearing certain songs for hundreds and hundreds of times. Right now, as you guys know, we try to keep these promo episodes lean and mean. So it's not, we didn't insert all the clips and all the snippets and stuff like that like we normally do. We save those for the Tuesday definitive episodes. But I really hope you heard some things in here that are compelling and provocative to you that make you want to go check out Orcasography because it is worth your time. It is so good. As I said, it just takes these songs that we've heard a million times, reframes them in a way that freshens them up, makes them sound really interesting, adds a lot of depth. I think you will enjoy this the experience of hearing them in this forum. It is so good. Anyway, huge thanks to Jack. We love Wang Chung. We're excited to have him back later on when he's ready to talk about Mosaic with us. A, uh, I got to give a big thanks, as always, to Yan the Man Mankiewicz for putting everything together. Thank you, buddy, for all you do. Uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday with a regularly scheduled episode. Thanks, folks.